0: Listener
1: production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. I'm Adam Peacock and now it's time to take a, a look at an innings in a game of cricket, one that's oh never been seen before. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous because we talk a little bit about a lot of cricket and there's been a lot of cricket played over time, Brad Haddon. But what Glenn Maxwell did to get Australia home against
0: Afghanistan was nothing short of extraordinary. Yeah, Adam is nothing short of amazing. Um, I, I've never seen an, an innings of that caliber in in my whole time watching or, or playing cricket, and, and I've sat through a, <laughs> a lot of games, been involved with some special players. But that, that was extraordinary from from Glenn Maxwell. I, I don't think any other player in the modern game would have been able to execute what he did, he was in a full body spasm, he lost all his footwork, it was just hand-eye coordination, the speed of his hands, so I've never ever witnessed something as special as that. He becomes
1: just the 13th man to hit a one-day international double tonne, uh, just, uh, I think it's the third highest score at a World Cup. We'll get to the stats later. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're stats coming out of our yin yang, and we'll get to that um, a bit later on, as we always do. But I mean, how? Like Afghanistan played so well for the majority of it and did a lot right, and yet they sit there staring at a wall, thinking, "Look, they've got a front row ticket to the the incredible from Glenn Maxwell, two hundred and one not out of one hundred and twenty eight deliveries." And as you mentioned, had
0: not one bit of foot movement for the second half of that dig. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good learning experience too for for the Afghanistan cricket team. That is semi final spot um, on the line. Uh, Australia have been in those big games for many years and and, and come through on top, and they have again. But their, their emotions got the better of them um, at one stage when they were seven for ninety one. Everyone was up and about. Uh, the, the spinners looked like they were unplayable. There's a eleven ball period where Glenn Maxwell was walking. Halfway off after an LBW appeal, he, he was dropped a tough chance at um, short cover. But mm-hmm. it, it was just extraordinary the, the way the game turned, the way the momentum um, changed, the way the crowd became involved. And and all of a sudden, no one had any answers. Um, Paddy Cummins played an extraordinary innings at the other end for 12. He, he had front row seat. But I've never, ever witnessed a, a, such an unbelievable and unorthodox um, innings, and someone with Glenn Maxwell is the only player I, I can really remember. Maybe AB De might have been able to do the the same thing, but Glenn Maxwell to produce that um, to now qualify for Australia in the World Cup, in into the finals, is just something that uh, you actually have to see to believe. I was trying to explain to a few mates um, what happened, and and it was just hard to explain the, the enormity of, of of Glenn Maxwell's innings. I tell you what. It, uh, will have a lot of club cricketers doing uh, in the, the days leading up to
1: their next hit on the weekend, that's falling off the back of golf carts because if that's the sum result of what you're able to come up with, <laughs> 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 you, you, wow, just wow. Now, let's just piece it together shall we will have a look at uh, afghanistan five for 291 with a bat uh ibrahim zadran the, the young man he, he batted so well yeah. he was a little more patient not boring i won't say boring but he was a little more patient a little more conventional 129 um 143 deliveries he took to get there he did put the brakes on a little low i think between the 19th and the 44th over there was just one boundary from him he obviously got close to a monumental score for him against Australia in a World Cup, and he carried his bat through the innings and and did really well, and was ably supported at the end by, there by the great Rashid Khan, who who hit a few around the place. Um, how do you reckon Australia bowled and, and Afghanistan did with the bat?
0: Oh, I think Afghanistan did really well. Um, they're, they're not a, a team that can go out and blast Australia right off the park. They they needed to build, build a competitive total. Um, and bring their spinners into the game. And that's exactly what they did. I thought 291 was a really competitive total. I thought at times it may have looked like they were going too slow through the middle overs, but what they did is, is nullified Adam Zampa. Uh, you know with Adam Zampa, the way he's been bowling, he's been getting threes and fours consistently through those middle overs. So I, I think they played really smart to, to get to the total they did. Um, they knew if they got 250 on the on the board their spinners would keep them in the game. So I think with the team, the standing and the talent that Afghanistan have, to 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 get through the Australian attack and to get to 291 it was a really good result. It was interesting. The three frontline quicks didn't bowl there a lot of 10 overs. Josh Hazelwood
1: was the best of the bowlers, two for 39. He only bowled nine. So obviously they bowled Maxi and Zampa, um the full 10. But just that support around their heads, I just worry going forward. Like Travis Head... Bowl three overs, do we need more out of him? Because it's, it's it's patently obvious that these decks are getting slower and lower.
0: Yeah, I, I think we've got enough there. Glenn, Glenn Maxwell bowled his 10 overs. Zamper bowled. You've you got Marnish you can use it at a pinch if you need to, to bowl some leg breaks. Um, Mitch Marsh is not bowling yet. Um, Stoinis can bowl. Um, Cutters with the keeper up if you needed to. So I, I think the balance is fine. I, I think that was a probably the best balanced team that we've put out um, in the tournament. Um, Obviously, Steve Smith will will, uh, come back in. But, no, I'm I'm comfortable with where the the bowlers are at um, and the options we've got available. So in reply, Australia, well, they not only fell
1: into a bit of trouble, they fell into a deep well of excrement, basically. Um, So Travis (laughs) Travis Head went in the second over, uh, Mitch Marsh in the sixth over. The run rate was ticking along, but then we lost Dave Warner and Josh Inglis in successive, deliveries, four for 49. Manus gets run out, five for 69. Uh, Stoinis gets trapped in front on review, six for 87. Mitchell Stark goes seven for 91. Now, we've talked about Maxi and we're going to talk about him again in a second, but does Maxi's heroics paper over a few things that went on with the others there, Hats?
0: Yeah, we're disappointing at the top or with the bat. Um, we're undone by some, actually, some quality medium pace bowling. Um the Afghanistan quicks got the balls to to swing and see, see him off the surface um, we, we, we put ourselves under pressure Marcus Stornis will be disappointed with his shot uh, when he was put under under pressure um, Josh Inglis is yeah, he's had a, an up and down um, tournaments at times he's been um, he's played some really important knocks and and last Last knock against Afghanistan wasn't quite what he needed. So, yeah, the, it was it was a disappointing top order, um, um, that's for sure. So, But it, it was Maxi that got us out in the end. Must be said, Steve Smith as well missed the game through Vertigo,
1: which, uh, yeah, that's a that's a little bit of a worry, is it not, heads? Because that's not something that you can just take a Panadol and, and get rid of. Uh, hopefully it clears up for Stephen.
0: Yeah, Vertigo's an interesting one because he's, he's had this a couple of times. Um, let, let's hope it's only a an isolated incident where they can get, um, get his crystals back into line um, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, um, quicker, as quick as they possibly can. So, but we're lucky that um, Marnus was there. He's, he's our second leading run scorer um, in the tournament. He's been outstanding every opportunity he's got. So you've got a like-for-like replacement there. But, yeah, it's a bit of a worry um, leading into the quarterfinals now that we're qualified that Steve Smith has that health issue can i can I just say, and I'm not making light of what Steve Smith's got it's pretty
1: serious, but there's there's more than a few Australians the day after cup day needing their crystals realigned after uh after what we went through so but no it, like have you seen him suffer this like when you were on tour with with a few of the guys
0: yeah, so it's not the first time it's happened um it, it's just the the interesting will be how long it lasts um mm. but the Australian medical staff can get him up and about, but yeah it's uh it affects everything it makes obviously makes you feel sick, your balance goes and and the ignominy ex- the of it is for Steve Smith to miss an opportunity to bat. Um, it yeah. obviously means he's uncomfortable, so they'll monitor him closely. A bit of luck, is he gets up and going for the last pool game against Bangladesh. But as I said, uh, uh, Marnus coming in at four, I was pretty comfortable with the way he's been playing. So Maxi, take us through take us through what he was doing
1: before his body gave way, and and then it got ridiculous. But like. How well was he playing? How was he trying to manage? And and, and we've seen, like Michael Bevan, for instance, uh, he did this now totally way of doing it. He wasn't nowhere near as explosive as, as Maxi was, but he could he could manage a situation to give himself a
0: chance to be the hero. So so how did Maxi do this? I think the one thing they were trying to do um, was just take the match as deep as they possibly can. Um, at Afghanistan, they, if you can take them as as deep into the game, you'll see that they'll panic. They play a lot on emotion. Um, they're all over uh, Maxie and, and Paddy, and they just had to weather that storm for five to ten overs and and get a little momentum back. And, and the way they did that was Paddy played an extraordinary role also, a very different role to, to Glenn Maxwell. But he, his defence was spot on. He, he put a high price on his wicket and, and just kept Afghanistan out there as long as they can. That There's still... Um, a belief there that they don't think they can beat Australia. Um, yeah. And, and we've seen that. Um, the, the spinners, Rashi Khan and um, majib and 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 guys like that bowled, bowled well when the game was in their favour. But w- once they got a bit of pressure put back on them, all of a sudden you could see the self-doubt come. Their fielding was um, obviously not up to scratch when when pressure got put on them. So, yeah, they they played it really smart just to take it deep and just – let the game naturally pan out. And, and what we've seen is Afghanistan start to panic. All of a sudden, momentum come back to, to Australia. And in the end, they just had no answer to, to, to stop the force of Maxwell. Now, now what Maxi has done here
1: has just taken away the ability as well for a junior cricket coach <laughs> to get into a young kid and say, you're not moving your feet. Move your feet. Get to the pitch of the ball. It's one of the first things you learn, isn't it? I mean, it, like. <laughs> Is it is it just
0: this freakish nature that this guy has with his with his hand eye? Yeah, it was obviously circumstance. His body went into spasm; uh, he he oh couldn't move at times. It was it was quite comical. But the one thing he did do, he kept he kept his head still. Um, yeah, and and he watched the ball late. And and when you talk about experience, Afghanistan bowlers panicked. They bowled a lot into his hip. He could use the pace of the ball um, to hit to the leg side and. And the one thing they probably need to do and and they didn't react quick enough was take a lot of pace off the ball go wider um, max's eyes and make him hit the ball down the ground um, so their they're inexperience at, at, at these sort of at this sort of level and, and under pressure sort of sh- showed through a bit there with their bowl and they should could have used their bouncer a lot more um, to him as well even the slower ball bouncer because you, you need it to take the pace off Maxi and get away from his body because he was using the pace to, to go with it. And, and in the end, uh, well, as I said before, I, I've never, ever seen anything like it. We, we can talk <laughs> about how extraordinary it was, but to, it, it looked like he was playing backyard cricket. He, he could hit the ball wherever he wanted. This was an international game. Um, a a quarterfinal spot was on the line. Um, and, and to be able to to show that power, that hand speed, The hand-eye coordination, when your whole body's in in spasm, it it shows enormous uh, mental strength and concentration. So I've never ever seen anything like it. I I don't think words can describe what what everyone witnessed. No, like it was
1: first half of his innings was conventional, as conventional as Glenn Maxwell can be. And the second half of the innings was totally unconventional, Which is saying something for Glenn Maxwell, if you know what I mean, because he's not the most conventional player in the first part. But I could not believe that they weren't bowling more short stuff because, with his condition, obviously, with cramp, any time, any movement of where you're cramping, you're in trouble because the muscles can't react, the muscle fibers can't react. So I I just cannot believe that they, and it would have been cruel, but I mean, you're out there, so you're fair game. They they didn't chuck in, like you say, some slow ball bounces or some, some really. A little bit more heat as well to get him jumping around because that would have been the end of him he, he, he just would have tried to get out
0: the way with his bat and see you yeah. later I think the big one they should have used was they should have gone slower and wider. Um, firstly, Maxi couldn't use his feet he couldn't move his body was in spasm every time he tried to get into the ball and and there was a period you could you'd see where that they just bowled into him and kept pace on the ball so he was just going with the pace of the ball off and leg side. So take the pace off, make him step into the ball, use his body weight to to generate the power rather than um, his hand speed. So, yeah, they they totally got it wrong. Yeah, Afghanistan got a lot to learn um, from this. They, they were up and about. They they went missing um, when Australia put the pressure um, back on them. That everyone was up and about in their change room. Um, Rashid Khan was in in confrontation with David Warner, and he was in all the Aussies' face till it counted. Till, till they really needed, yeah. They're big players, and then, and then they went missing. And Rashid Khan was one of those as well. So it, it's a lesson learned. You, you can't ever um, think you've beaten an Australian cricket team. They've, they've been in this position sh- so long. There's there's a reason we've won the the most World Cup games. So yeah, Af- Afghanistan learned a really hard lesson. Um, their, their fielding went away. They let emotion get involved. Um, then all of a sudden, they, they were just passengers. They were standing in the field that they had no answer. Um, and it's a really harsh lesson to learn because it could have qualified them um, for the semifinals as well. Yeah, and they've
1: still got the quality that they need a few things to go their way, obviously, now to, to get into the semis. But um, who wins that little battle, by the way? Um, Rashid Khan and Dave Warner, who are you backing? Oh, Dave Warner. <laughs> <laughs> be a fun watch. be a I good reckon.
0: watch. Right? I, I think um, Rashid Khan learned a, a really good lesson. Yeah. Um, he played a lot on emotion. Um, when they were seven for ninety-one, he's in the face. He's jumping around, and and life was great. Mm. Uh, but he underestimated how good this Australian cricket team was. Um, that, that when he was needed, when he needed to step up and, and win the game, he, he wasn't there. That um, yeah. they needed a big performance to to get rid of either Pat um, or Maxwell, and and he, and he didn't stand up. He he was he was lost for answers. So it's an important lesson that that the Afghanistan can take away from this and hopefully improve in the in the future. Yeah, it was just poetic from,
1: from Maxi to, to do it the way he did, get to the double ton, win the the game with a six where, yeah, once again he didn't move his feet very much. So it was kind of weird because his feet were coming back a little bit when he got some um, nutrients in and then it went away again. But one constant throughout the whole and you touched on it before, Hads, was the role of Pat Cummins. Oh. So just his figures. He was out there for two hours. He faced sixty-eight deliveries, twelve runs. It was exactly what was needed. As weird as that sounds, it's like, oh, jeez, he's gone the ghost. Like, no, it's just give, give Maxi
0: the, the the strike. And um, obviously, there was no quick singles taken. Oh, Paddy played an extraordinary role um, to, to be able to bat that long. They got quality spinners Afghanistan, but where where they let themselves down? There, they never once tried to get Paddy to do something different. Mm. You could see the role he was playing. He was the anchor. He was allowing Maxwell to, to do the thing at the other end, and, and he knew Maxy was the only way that Australia were going to win the game. But where Afghanistan could have been a bit smarter was bring your mid off and mid on up, enclose um, the, the fielders, make Paddy do something different. One, he's got a really good defence. He, he trusts his defence, and and that's what he, and that's all he was doing. So bring the field in, make him make a decision. You, you had 200 runs to play with. And after about, I oh don't know, 30 balls when things weren't quite going to, to plan, that, that's where they got Their cricket smarts have got to come in. Mm. And we spoke before about they let emotion get in, in the way. Yes, they had an opportunity to to get Paddy out, get him to hit over the top, make him costophobic with the field, just maybe try a bat pad so he, he couldn't quite trust his defence because – They didn't use their strength with their spinners and their cricket smarts uh, well enough when the game was needed to be won. Uh, So this is what it all means. It means Australia have locked in a semi-final
1: with South Africa, essentially, because India will now play or India will finish top. We know that. Uh, South Africa and Australia will finish second and third. Uh, New Zealand, Pakistan, Afghanistan, an outside chance. So all of these teams have got one group game left. And that is the picture right now. Our net run rate did go down, but we're going to do an extended version of Willow Talk. Hads, we're going to dive into, we've, we've, a listener has got in contact with us as well about how net run rates work. So us two aren't exactly cricketing boffins when it comes to how things work statistically. Um, we're going to go through that. Also, Hads, a early warning for that episode. I want you to put your head on and say, okay, my top three most extraordinary innings I've ever seen in my life. So have a think about that. Today before we um, come out I exciting. can nearly put Maxwell in for all three <laughs> he's he's got some cred in that regard uh, we're back in a sec we've got the quotes and the all important stats so had maxi uh alluded to why he cramped like an idiot uh, when he was when he was batting, it was it was the field it, it took it out and it is a factor because the conditions change so much so much over there. And Maxi said it was quite hot when we were fielding today. He bowled ten overs as well. I haven't really done a whole lot of a high intensity exercise in the heat. <laughs> what golf on the back of a golf cart isn't? It? And it certainly got a hold of me today. And luckily enough, we just came out with a plan to stay at the same end for a little bit so I could sort sort of get some movement back. Lucky enough, I was able to stay to the end. I suppose for me it was still trying to be positive, still trying to take them on and trying to produce bad balls or something else I could score off. That, that's the hard thing, isn't it, it Hads, to, like, in a moment like that, not panic,
0: stay positive and think, oh, well, there's another way of doing this. Uh, I think that the extraordinary thing is with, with Maxie, he, he knew it was the only way we could win the game. Um, and the fashion he, he did it, we'll be talking about it for, for years to come. But to have clarity of, of thought um, – when the pressure's on like that is pretty special. It would have been a lot easier to have Paddy out there just calming the situation down. But I've, you just have to look at Paddy's reaction um, in the back half of the innings. He couldn't stop giggling. If you could see the change room, yeah. they were the same. We're witnessing something that's really hard to explain. Yeah. Like he, he's, his whole body went into spasm. He couldn't move. And he, he was reverse sweeping for six. He was just using the, the speed of his hands. It, it, it's it's extraordinary to watch. I've never, ever seen someone with that sort of talent be, be, be able to execute it the way he did under those circumstances. So, yeah, yeah, it was – yeah, I'm still in disbelief what I've seen. I,
1: that's what I want on your list. I want your best ever in terms of just the, the ones that made the dressing room Laugh the most because of what was going on in the middle. And this this is up there. So that's for the extended one. Paddy, for his part, he said, ridiculous. Don't know how to describe it. Great win. It's got to be the greatest thing that's ever happened. (laughs) One of those days people will say, yeah, I was at the stadium for this game. I agree with the last part. I don't know if it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. But in a cricketing sense, (laughs) it was pretty good. It was pretty good.
0: It might be our our greatest one-day win ever. Yeah. Um, oh, I think on, was it, WinViz or WinPredictor, we're at 1% to win the game. Um, yeah, and as a, as a record chase at, at the venue, record chase in, in, in a World Cup. So the, the stats we, we can go through, but it, it, it's just the extraordinary uh, nature in, in the way Australia did it is what we'll be talking about. So it, it could go down as the, the best one-day game we've ever played. And a shout-out to Ibrahim Zadron, who's probably there in the field at seven for 91 going, oh, I wonder
1: where I'm going to put my man-of-the-match trophy. This is going to be so good for me and my family. It's going to be for my mentors <laughs> that I'm going to shake hands with them at the presentation and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's gone. But he did say after, I had a good chat with Sachin Tendulkar. He shared his experience, and I said before the match that I oh, will bat like Sachin. He gave me a lot of energy and confidence. So well done to the young man. But that's a, that's a career moment, is Something that can't be taken away. It's a century against Australia at a World Cup. So pretty chuffed for him.
0: Yeah, pretty chuffed. He, as I said, he play, played his role really well. He, he controlled those middle overs. It was a different innings to, to what you'd normally seen in one day cricket. He wasn't as explosive as um, we've seen throughout this batter-dominated tournament. But what it did, it, it got Afghanistan to a competitive total, um, which they would have been happy to, to defend in, in normal circumstances. So first one day, 100, got the opportunity to see the great Sachin Tendukar at, at his home ground doesn't get much better they just needed a win Glenn Maxwell third man to score
1: a double ton at a World Cup the other two Chris Gale in 2015 Martin Guptill in 2015 as well um, Marty holds a record 237 uh, Maxi 201 but Maxie was the first man to do it without having to move his feet um, <laughs> that's his highest ever it's a highest ever score for Aussie in a uh, men's one day we're uh, going past Shane Watson's 185 against Bangladesh in 2011, did you play in that one, Hans? Yep. Yeah, were, yep. It was were cramps an issue there for Watto?
0: Well, Watto ran less than um, Maxi, <laughs> so Watto was brutal, but. Um... No, yeah. it was no, nothing like uh, the eye-catching performance of Glenn Maxwell. Maxie is the first batter to score a double century in a
1: one-day chase, which is interesting. 183 was the previous uh, highest. Maxie is the first to score a one-day double century as a non-opener. And 202 for the eighth wicket is the highest in men's ODIs. And 202 is the most added after the fall of a seventh wicket by any team in an ODI. So records left, right and centre. So that... that, that and. A game like this and innings like this is exactly why we have a
0: little stats corner at the end of our podcast here, Hads, because it it just filled it up. The Stats can't describe this one. There'll be a lot of stats that he he broke, but this is one that you had to witness. You you need Mm. to go back. You you need to watch the replay because it's hard to explain that someone stood there, didn't move his feet, didn't run between wickets, and he's 201 not out in, in a record run chase. So they're extraordinary.
1: Well, that's a little tip for everyone. Go to the KO Mini and, and have a look at it now because it'll just be one after another after another and not one front foot is planted down the track to try and chase a delivery. It's just swing, swing, swing. Hads, thank you for that. We'll be back later in the week um, to, to have a wider look at the World Cup and talk a bit of domestic cricket as well and everything else that's going on. And I want that list as well. So, yeah, bring it. It's an easy one. Stay safe. Cheers, ads. Cheers, everyone. What a knock. Glenn Maxwell. That was Willa Talk.